Coming up, trade value. Bradley Beal trades, US Open, next. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is gonna be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it, I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game and they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can check out Fairway Rolling with Joe House and Nathan Hubbard. They are on the ground. Joe House is coming up later on this podcast, but they are also going to recap round one and what they thought of the course today and what they think is going to happen the weekend. So go check that one out. House is coming up in a second. If you miss rewatchables, we put up Blood Diamond on Tuesday. And we're probably going to have one. I think next Tuesday is the next one. And it is a franchise movie. This is going to be your hint for that one. Uh, Rosillo's coming up Sunday. Coming up now, House. Trade value. I made a new list. We're going to run it on the ringer on, uh, on Friday. So House and I are going to go over the last batch of the list and make some final edits, a top 65 NBA trade value. And we're going to talk about Bradley Beal and his positioning on it and possible Bradley Beal trades. And then we're going to talk about the US Open. This is a very fun podcast. We didn't get drunk house, but we got, I was definitely drinking earlier house, which is sometimes, sometimes the best house, but that is all next. First, our friends from Pro Jab. All right, we are taping this. It is almost seven o'clock Pacific time, Thursday night. I just flew back from the East Coast. I missed the U.S. Open day. Joe House is here. He went to the U.S. Open. He's going to tell us about it later on. The U.S. Open is in L.A. We're going to talk basketball. Joe House's team was in the news. This rarely happens. Your beloved Wizards celebrating your 43rd anniversary of the last time you had a relevant basketball team. And now Bradley Beal, Russell and I talked about it on Sunday night. He was the number one draft pick from both of us for, I won't be surprised two months from now if he's on a different team. Like clockwork, like magic. Two days later, Bradley Beal starts popping up and stuff. And now we are entering this weird nebulous phase house. 
where it's very hard to tell what his trade value is. I bring this up because we're going to break down my updated trade value list later in this podcast. We are running that trade value list on theringer.com, I think on Friday. So I didn't write any text other than just like a quick little intro. Uh, Bradley Beal did make the list. But were you surprised by the interest in a guy who has, I think, not played more than 60 games since 2019? A three-point shooter who hasn't really made a ton of three-point shots the last couple of years, um, who has been the focal point of an under 500 team. Are you surprised you could get real value for this guy, or do you feel like it's a smokescreen? What are you thinking? Who says they can get real value? I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. Miami, the Knicks are being floated around. My all first question teams. is, I want to know. I'm I'm already jealous. Uh, you and Rosillo's the, the pod Sunday. Everybody took that pod, saved it, waited for Denver to clinch the game five. And they're like, we don't have no, any more NBA content. Get out the Bill Simmons podcast. <laughs> We've got some takes to talk about. I saw it on ESPN today. Mm. I saw it on the FanDuel channel. Everybody wants to talk about the Bill Simmons podcast. I don't think anybody is going to care to hear what I have to say about anything. Longtime suffering Wizards fan. First That's of all, legitimately true. You jokingly call Bradley Beal Beta Beal. You say he cannot be the one on a great team. Could he be a two? Could he have been the Jamal Murray to, to Jokic's Jokic? I, I don't know. And it's impossible to say. The beginning point to all of this is how hilarious it is and how on point in, around Washington, the Washington fans, it is the hashtag so wizards that at this moment, this juncture, exactly when a transcendent talent, a particular guy that everybody could be could see coming down the pike in the draft that's going to occur next week. Asar Thompson? He could be incredible. Let's okay. not I'm not I'm not here for any Thompson slander. Okay. I love the Thompson. You're talking about Wembenyama, the seven foot five French guy. Yes. It was not a secret that he was going to be in this upcoming draft. And yet the Washington franchise chose this moment when they have the eighth pick in the upcoming draft <laughs> and you know, who knows what what is going to come in next year's draft and what talent is going to be available. But this is the time to rebuild. And the reason... By the way, you were screaming for a rebuild last year. You were begging for it. At the very beginning. Of course. Of course that was the right thing to do. The reason that they did not rebuild this most recent season is because the owner of the basketball team wanted one round of playoff money. And... Did, you know, the design of that team, their ceiling was... You might have been hoping for a playing game check. But both. Playing game and two playoff games. Probably maybe a both. game six, maybe four playoff games. Probably both, undoubtedly. And it was a team with a ceiling that was at the very, very, very best if everything broke perfectly, a seven seed in the East. Well, you got a completely healthy Porzingis season and still didn't have a winning record. And a terrific Kuzma season. Yeah. Both of those guys were, were very good. I mean, you know, those are guys who are trying to earn some paychecks. Bradley Bill has played in 90 basketball games, I believe, over the past two seasons. I mm. think that's right. You know, it's a 162-game. Uh, you know, if you do a, a, I mean, uh, it's 164, 82 plus 82. I think he's played you 90. Trying to do math? I'm trying. And I, I was, I've been outside at the U.S. Open all day today. But look, this is exactly what Washington... Now, to the credit of the franchise... Having failed to make anything, not even the play-in game, they are doing what they needed to do. Well, because they, they hired somebody who came in and they were like, what are your ideas? Winger. Yeah. Winger's well, like, I have an idea. 
<laughs> We're going nowhere with we, these three guys. Let's that, blow it up. We got Winger, we got Dawkins, and we got Schlank. We got some WD Schlanky. We're going to spray some WD Schlanky on the franchise because it needs, it's a rusty-ass franchise that needs some kind of lubricant to get things going. And the first move of this, this, this lubricant is Bradley Beal on the trade block. You guys, now look, I mean, to your credit We're as well, Bradley we, we talked about this. My team's not getting Bradley Beal. When Just I say settle you, down. When I say you guys, of course you think Boston, because that's the way you're, well, you're I'm stupid brain Part works. of the team. I'm talking about you and Rosillo. I don't yeah. think Rosillo plays for Boston. There was discussion before the trade deadline last, uh, uh, two years ago, about Beal going to Philly. You, you, that was in motion. There was discussions about that. Soft discussions, behind the scenes discussions. Because we heard it. We know it was reported. We know that to be true. I know for a fact that Embiid wanted Beal. Yes. Well, I'll tell you this. Heard last night from a little birdie. Harden going back to Philly is way more realistic and probable than everyone's giving her credit for, including myself up to yesterday when I heard about this. Because everyone's like, oh, he's going to Houston. There's been some Philly buzz, and I think that's one of the reasons they're not in the Beal sweepstakes. Oh, not wait, that they whoa, had anything whoa. to trade. Why wouldn't they be? That's well, actually they, a that if you're Philadelphia, if you're a Philadelphia fan, the best case scenario is keeping Harden, trading Tobias Harris is expiring. I don't, I don't think Harris and like some pick in 2029 is gonna be It's gonna be enough. I think Miami if they put Hero on the table, who they just almost, what, they what, made the finals, they made game five of the finals with no Hero at all. Like, if I'm them. I understand that argument. How does that help Washington? Tyler Hero doesn't have an expiring contract. But Tyler Hero's on my trade value list. He's what does that have year. to do with anything? Well, I just think it he's an asset. the Washington franchise. He's an asset. For teams that, can, that have a reasonable chance at competing. What do I want Tyler Hero for? Because he'll average 27 in a game on your 20 and 62 2024 Wizards. That, that, that sounds that's great. That's useless. That's nonsense. So you just want picks. You don't want yes. anything good back. I want nothing. I want an expiring contract. I want an overpaid guy who, who was a bum for his but own Tobias, franchise. But Tobias is good, though. He just, like, he, if he was, if he was on a bad fault. team, he's averaging like 23, 24 a game for the Wizards. To what end? To right. what point? To, I, I just I, think you have his to, expiring contract is is extremely desirable. The most important thing for the Washington franchise is to hit the reset button and to be out of all of this money hell. So but, you're talking like Bertans, like contract, just bad contracts with like the tenth pick from Dallas. Fine, sure, yes. See, I wouldn't do that. I I want an asset back. And Why? by the way, the East is going to be good next year. Like, even if you get an asset back, you're still going to be one of the worst teams in the East. You can't have another co duration contract uh, of money where a guy's arguably overpaid. Now, do you think that Tyler Hero is going to ultimately earn out, play out to the capacity of what that contract that he got? Would you rather have Tyler Hero or Jordan Poole? Neither. Would you rather have Tyler Hero or Jordan Poole? Definitely Tyler Hero. I would too. I think Tyler Hero was like 23 a game. During the season, and I watched him like run a crunch time plays my, down the stretch. Yeah, and, my issue with him is he's undisciplined playing for Eric Spolstra. How do you think he's he'll be twenty two? How do you think he'll be playing for West Cell Jr.? He's, he can't even rent a car yet. He's three years away from being able to rent a car. <laughs> the best coach in the NBA can't tame that wild horse. 
Well, can't, you, can't, my, can't force him to take good shots. That's your best tanking accent is West Sunset Jr. You got to keep him for at least one more year. He, well, his he's under contract for yeah. one more year. So. so so, what's your dream scenario? It's just like a Knicks. Start from scratch. Picks, 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 picks. Let's Oklahoma City this 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 uh, approach. If you're Philly and you could turn Harris and picks into Beal, but keep Harden, and you have Beal and Beal and Harden, you're good with that. Yeah. Yes. 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 Is there for a sure. Lakers scenario for you? I don't know. What do they send back? Don't send back Rui. <laughs> he didn't like it. He didn't like it in Washington. Return to sender. I don't think Rui wants to come back. What about Poole and Kaminga? I don't think the Warriors would do that. You know what's crazy? Uh, at some point during the course of of this season, I argued to you that the Wizards should be, have been looking at Kuzma for Kaminga and and a, and, a, and a draft pick. Yeah, I still think now the problem with it is I don't have a good sense yet as to what the new brain trust in Washington, what their track record is in terms of developing young talent. They've all had great success at different points in their career identifying good young talent and right. then the, the coaches and the coaching staff have, have helped nurture it. But I, you know, Kuminga needs still some seasoning He and it, he needs development. He needs the opportunity. Maybe Washington is a good place for that because he comes in raw and just gets minutes, 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 and they try and teach him how to play. I, I, I don't know. Can I give you the, Oh my God. I trade? don't want pool just for the record. Can I give you the, Oh my God trade? I'm listening. Kyle might have to turn the TikTok camera on. TikTok! I'm right here! Clay Thompson's expiring contract? And something else for Beal? No, I can't do it. You know why? Sad Clay and the Wizards for a year just being sad. I and love then eventually getting bought out in February. The, yeah, I can't tell. I can't. I can't uh, countenance that because it's so disrespectful and rude to Steph. Steph deserves one more, at least one more year, and he deserves it with his guys, with Draymond, with Clay. What about Poole? No. Okay, go ahead. And Kaminga for Bradley Beal. I don't like the pool part because, again, that's worse than Hero. He'll shoot you right into the top five of the ladder. <laughs> He'll take 30 shots a game. But it, 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 if we, we're in this era, you know, where you're the best thing to do is preserve flexibility under the new salary cap because we don't know how this collective bargaining right. agreement is going to work. We don't know. Yeah, uh, I got it. I have the, the room is. Ben Simmons and some picks. <laughs> what better to pull you toward 15 and 67 than that uh, summer workout Ben? How many years does he have left? Is he expiring? Have you seen his summer workouts? Oh my it's God! Great. Are they doing He's that? Got the shirt off? Yeah. No. Are they literally he doing that again? Shirt off? Yeah. You're he the shirt off workout. Is he still represented by Clutch? Or did no? They, he they they, they, they had a parting him. of ways. Um, yeah. Yeah. Parting ways is a good way to put it. <laughs> He's thirty-seven point eight next year, and forty point three in twenty-five. Oh my God! Two years left. No. Couldn't you just take Ben Simmons back and some picks? And what? Buy him out? No. Keep Offer him five million dollars. It's it's a nice flyer. I think that's my favorite one so far. It's it's really rude and disrespectful. I don't understand why. Ben Simmons' destiny no. for his entire career was to play on the Washington Wizards. His destiny for, for his entire career is to return to Australia and play the Australian League where he can he can be a hero and, and not have pressure and he can drive around whatever car he wants and talk to whatever young ladies well, that he wants to talk money. to. Exactly. No, his destiny is to be awesome in the 2024 Olympics for Australia 
as the American basketball fans are like, really? <laughs> How did this happen? Uh, Zach Levine, just a sideways trade. Well, why? To what end? I don't know. Just mixing it up. So the, it's basically like giving your team the shocker. It would be no that <laughs> that you you can do this with you know this this uh, round robin with Trey Young, Bradley Beal, Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine. And what each team just move it? So we we'll play musical chairs. Send Carl Anthony Towns to Atlanta. Send Bradley Beal to uh, Chicago. Would you take Carl Towns? Oh my God, yes, definitely. See, I think that's too much He's for Beal. Destined for Washington. No, he, that's too much for him though. That would <laughs> have to be, be like so court. perfect in Washington. Yeah, you'd almost have no to. no pressure at all on him. Speaking of of beta, you'd almost have to expand that. That would have to be like a mega deal. Like Porzingis would have to be in that. So you get some Porzingis okay. Gobert Twin Towers. What, 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 what Should we hold Actually, on to Porzingis? Porzingis is a free agent. Like he has the PO. I think he said, I saw that he he was going to exercise the option. There was news during the, the course of the day today. I to think stay I saw with the, the Wizards or to leave? Exercise the option to stay. I thought I saw that. Really? I thought I saw it. I can't, I won't swear to it. I was um, on a golf course. And oh, you're right. And there were actually oh, there, there are rumors. Okay. There's alcoholic beverages on the golf course. There's rumors that he's picking up his thirty six point his thirty six million dollar option. Trying to think good, pretty good option. We always like to play the game right after we watch the playoffs. Can we imagine different guys in the game we just watched? Kind of hard to believe Porzingis would have been in that Heat Nuggets game. He could have been on the Heat. But for like, yeah, in the Kevin Love spot. Yeah, exactly. And 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 really, literally in that spot because he he's he he got hot at various times over the course. Like when he got going a little bit, his three is very good, and and it's very tough to defend because he's so tall. He shoots over everybody. Kevin Love, I think, is has to be fifty fifty to be on the Wizards next year. It just feels <laughs> logical. Why? His, his West Unsell, his game was modeled after once upon a time from his dad. With that the would be passes. cool. That would be cool. And like, if we want to do that and we bring back, you know, um, retro jerseys of that old Bullets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and Kevin Love is throwing some You got to celebrate those. the 45th anniversary of the last time you had a team that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> they should wear that on the jerseys. It's longer than that. 45. No, the 79 team. Oh, yeah. 45. Next year will be 45. You're right. Yeah. So since Russell and I did that thing, the two guys that have been floated around now are Beal and then Levine today, which no surprise. Is there all. any Dame stuff? I yet? think we might have even forgotten Levine. Yeah. And then the Dame thing, I someone I trust was saying, don't count the Knicks out. Oh. And I was trying to figure out how that would work with him and Brunson. I just couldn't wrap my head around that one. How do you have him and Brunson? They're not going to trade Brunson. They love Brunson. The Knicks fans would be furious. You're what you're asking. And I is, think Brunson has more trade value than Dame. I understand exactly that point of view. And, and I think we're probably uh coming at it from the same position. Can Dame be a shooting guard? Well, that was my question. Like defensively, Dame and Brunson together just seems like a catastrophe. I don't see how that would work at all. I, I think the only way it would work is that other team would be so confused for who to target that they would actually, like, the shot clock would wind down as they were deciding which was their best target option. I don't I don't see how it would work. I think Brooklyn is way more realistic for them. And then the Miami option, if, you Brooklyn know, is more realistic for who? For Dame. Why would Dame go to Brooklyn? Because it's Brooklyn. It's in New York. If, they, if Brooklyn could come the, somehow keep bridges, they're they're not 
in contention? Why would Dame go to a team not in contention? Well, him and Bridges, and then you're like, ah, no, they'll spend why money. Why would you do that? I just, that's a team he that's He should go floated. to a team that has a chance to win. He should go to Miami. I, you and Rousseau talked about that. I, like I just that don't best. know if it's enough. We forgot to mention with Beal, he's got the no trade clause. Oh, my God. So he can basically steer himself to whatever team he wants, right? So if he says, like, you can trade me, but it can only be to Philly, then they're, A, handicap, handicapped with the trade, but then, B, Philly I actually, can get him at a discount. You I know? do have, I, I have, I'm going to pose this question to you. You're, you do a lot of business deals, a lot of negotiations. I do. Well, let, let's just. I pretend. wish I had been involved in the Megan and Harry leave Spotify negotiation. <laughs> the fucking grifters. That's the podcast we should have launched with them. <laughs> um, I got to get drunk one night and tell the story of the Zoom I had with Harry to try to help him with a podcast idea. Do it. It's one of my best stories. Dude, we, we, there hasn't been a Drunk let's Simmons just, podcast. Let's both get drunk, drunk and then it'll just be drunk. Save that idea. <laughs> it'll be really the easy. The grifters. Here's my, my business question to you Washington. Is it possible they have a little leverage as it relates to the no trade clause in this following way? Like, oh, you don't want to here. You're going to tell us where you don't want to go. Okay, you then stay here. It, right. If he really wants to go. Yeah, exactly. Well, they did. And the, you just play here. Oh, you you could play 22 minutes. Tonight, they did right? the passive aggressive thing where it's like they leaked that both sides are open. Yes. It, to the possibility if it's decided that they might blow it up. Like they just kind of test floated it out to make it seem like it was nobody's fault. But clearly both sides were like, hey, I there's a Celtic scenario that does not involve Jalen Brown. Because if they trade Jalen Brown or Bradley Beal trade, I'll fucking lose my mind. <laughs> that would make me so mad. You know who else it would make mad? Well, it would be a three party team. Is that what you're saying? No, I just think that it makes no sense for Washington. You're, no. in this, you're in a you're in a worse position, paying right. Jalen Brown that money. How how does that help? That's he's not a franchise guy. He's not a guy that you can Washington. build. Yes, no. Jalen Brown Celtics, in Washington does not help Washington at all. For the Celtics, turning Jalen Brown into Bradley Beal isn't going to change their destiny, just because he's buddies with Tatum. Even though that can't be ruled out, I think if they did anything, they would have to try to keep Tatum. Brown and Beal, three I will guys say, that I don't know make sense together. Bradley Beal can dribble into the lane. Can he dribble to his left? <laughs> I think so. I've, I've seen it. I think Jalen Brown's going to gonna come back this after the summer, and he's going to be going to his left like Tiny Archibald. He's just working out like four. He, he's had multiple players on other teams call out the fact that he can't dribble to his left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened before where other te- other players are just like, yeah, that's the scouting report. Make him go left and he'll lose the ball. And and I mean, it's he's a second team all NBA guy. I know. That, that's the, I know. the kicker. No, I think if, if for them to get Beal, the Celtics, it would have to be like, you'd have to talk about like, Smart and Robert Williams and future picks going somewhere else, and then right. somebody sending stuff to the Wizards. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. But right. I don't know why they would do that because then in a year they're going to have Beal and Brown and Tatum all fifty plus. It's insane. They can't do it. I don't know. This is it's the great unknown under the new collective bargaining agreement. Well, the other thing that we don't know, and oh, we should talk about our friends at Fanduel. You know, we crowned an NBA champion, but Fanduel still wants you to be part of the excitement. Okay, Fanduel right now. I still think this is probably true. New customers could get a no sweat first bet. Last week, it was up to $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I'm sure there's still like a good number like that, but FanDuel, great promotions every day. Safe and secure app when you win, you get paid instantly. 
there's a draft bet on FanDuel that we may have jumped on before the odds kind of shifted on our guy, Scoot Henderson, who was plus 160 on FanDuel, I think like 36 hours ago, and is now minus 105 to be the second pick. Stuff is happening. I think he's going to be the second pick. Kevin O'Connor might have a different opinion still. Well, Kevin O'Connor thinks there's a lot of smokescreen stuff because Mm -hmm. Charlotte's still trying to convince people. Yeah. They might take, like, nobody knows of them, but I just think Scoot's a better prospect. I think he goes into these workouts, he blows people away, and I think he has the most value in that pick. We see this in football all the time with, like, a quarterback where you're like, oh, he might drop to four, and then the draft comes. And guess what? The guy doesn't drop to four because multiple teams want him. I just think he has the most value at two. And for them to take Brandon Miller over him would be stupid. Just trade the pick at that point. Orlando has six and 11 and Suggs and other stuff. Like they would jump up in a heartbeat to get Scoot. Um, There's rumors about New Orleans and would they dangle, you know, some real assets Mm. to move up? Interesting. Um, I just think he's going to. So anyway, that that bet has dropped to just about even odds, but we still like it on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash BS. Get a no sweat first bet. As as of a couple of days ago, it was up to $2,500. FanDuel.com slash BS. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager. Only $10 deposit required. Refund issues now with travel bonus bets that expire in 40 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook or the ringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right? First half of the first game. I don't know. West Coast time. That's usually about. 5 o'clock, 5.30, perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60 day money back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring. At simplysafe.com slash BS. That is simply safe with two S. Simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, House. I messed around and made a little trade value list. I did not write text for it, but it deserved, it was time for an update because we have another set of playoffs to really measure who showed us something serious, who had the balls. And it was time to crown the Joker. Let's crown the Joker. So the first, the first one I ever wrote, February two thousand one. Can you guess who? It's a long time ago. Yeah, 
I, I, I don't even, I was living in Charlestown. I don't even think I was engaged yet. I don't think you were engaged yet. I um, definitely was not. Who do you think was the number one player on the first trade value list? Man. 2000, 2001 season. So it was the season that eventually led to the Lakers See, winning the title again. You hate Kobe. So I, there's no I scenario. Hate in Kobe? Which, no, at that era. I'm saying well, that, that was when him and Shaq were really battling. I, I yeah, we it. had some real I, concerns. That, this is what I mean. No, yeah. it's, I, 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 yes. For the sake of clarity, Bill Simmons does not hate Kobe Bryant. I'm, I'm trying to project back to 2001. Well, you and I were living like, our lives. This was the first time because we, we jumped on that Kobe bandwagon early. Immediately. We were like, this might be the guy. Look, look at him go. We loved him. 2000 finals. But then that second season, it was like, oh, him, him. And, oh, and no. Just it was just started to go a little bit the wrong way. So, no, he was not the number of guy. The number of guy was Tim Duncan. I wondered. I was going to guess that. And then Tim I, might Duncan, said, I might have said Shaq, though. Tim Duncan edge KG. Yeah. And Kobe Bryant was third. OK. Where was Shaq? He was like fifth or sixth. Oh, it was he, like, was that he, was the Shaq was out was of shape season. Shaq? Yeah, it was oh, like, oh, what's going on? Come 29. On. Is he going to stay in shape? Since then, Shaq, the next year, was number one. Okay. Tim Duncan, because that was after uh, the three-peat. Yes. It was like, all right, Shaq's got to be number one. Great. After that, Tim Duncan, the 3 when he was the finals MVP. We had a young LeBron James. Mm. Was number one for a couple of years. Yeah. Dwayne Wade in 2006, coming wow. up the 06 finals. Wow. Became the most untradeable guy in the league. Amazing. Great job, D. Wade. Every trade value column I wrote from 07 through the 13 one, LeBron James was number one. With good reason. And if I had done it in 14, which I didn't, why I think it would have been Kevin Durant. Because that was his MVP year. I just didn't do it. I think okay. I was too busy. Yeah. 2015 was the last one I wrote for ESPN and Grantland. I feel like I'm confessing something here. <laughs> Anthony Davis was my number one guy. Oh, no. It was like right during that stretch when, remember LeBron went to Cleveland and yeah. he was like, didn't look as good. And uh, I think Durant got hurt. I don't like it. And Davis just kind of stumbled in there. We don't, don't talk about that list. I don't like it. So I didn't write one in 16 or 17, but it would have been Steph Curry in 16. It would have been KD in 17. Sure. Yes. And then it was basically the Greek freak for half a decade. And now our doughy Serbian king. Our guy <laughs> Joker. Him? The doughy Serbian king. Our unselfish god. The, the guy who brought back team basketball. The basketball that we grew up with. Yeah, he at, really did. At the field house at Holy Cross where guys used to cut and actually get the ball. It um, really has been a joyful last couple of weeks. I have to say. I did not really love the regular season this year. Yeah, I thought I it was either. an all-time like disappointing NBA regular season for all the variety of reasons, but most prominently, you know, the load management and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the 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 joy of watching the Joker do his thing and the entire basketball world recognizing it and celebrating Finally that recognizing that brand of basketball. And you and Doc, you know, um, it was such a great conversation. The pod, the pod you guys did right after game five, you and Doc Rivers, he makes so many, he makes everybody that he plays with better. And that's the number one core tenet of the Joe House, Bill Simmons basketball. <laughs> yeah, that's all we've ever cared about. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. That's why I still love Bill Walton. I understand. Um, it's so nice that somebody brought it back. It was so nice to watch somebody just single-handedly turn Aaron Gordon into this awesome Amazing. finals player. I was so glad Doc like did his whole thing about it. So yeah, Jokic, he, Jokic is first. So 
honorable mention, basically the same as the last time. Dishonorable mention, Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. The following guys are Wait, 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 wait. Well, we'll get to Kyrie. Are we going to leave? Are we going to talk about guys? You just want to run through it. Well, you you push back a little that Kyrie was not in the top 65. You when you have him in dishonorable mention, that means that he's not inside the top 65. I just can't put him in. I don't see how. I don't understand that. He yeah, has you, he literally was just traded for really a very important player for the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas missed the playoffs because they couldn't play defense, and it's because they couldn't play defense because they, they traded their best defender. Well, you think they would redo that trade, Joe House? I'm going to say they won't. <laughs> I'm going to say that wouldn't have been a trade they did again. I think that hurt his trade value, the fact that they didn't make the playoffs. I can't put him in. I'm not doing it. Um, toughest omissions. I want to be on record. Kyrie Irving is a top 30 player in the NBA, notwithstanding the nonsense. How many teams would actually trade for him? Uh, I think some. Like, give me the Lakers would. Who? Who are they trading? I don't know. I, I mean, we could sit down and look. Would at you the trade Austin Reeves for Kyrie Irving? Yes, of course. What kind of question is that? Yes, yes. You'd rather pay Kyrie Irving forty million dollars and deal with all the stuff that comes with Kyrie Irving. They made over the Western Austin Reeves Conference who, Finals, and and the and the biggest response to to what you're posing there in terms of dealing with Kyrie. LeBron James is a Los Angeles Laker. He's he's the GM. He's many, the coach. He's all he he'll run the show. How many more disappointing years in a row does Kyrie have to have before you don't consider him it's a great. top sixty-five trade asset? I really I'm enjoy just wondering it. what's the number like because he's up to six. Well, you know what? It's six straight years of dissension or him getting hurt. It's or fun. his team underachieving or just complete chaos or him refusing to play. I am never in the position of having to ju- to to, to um, stand up for Kyrie Irving. Do you know how long six years is? Oh, I do. How old's your son now? It's wonderful. He's twelve. So the last time Kyrie had a coherent season, your son was in kindergarten. Yes, he was. Probably repeating it. And now your son is very close to like, yeah. you know, hitting puberty. Things, stuff, stuff will start happening. Right. Some long showers. Um. Toughest omissions. Keldon Johnson, Lou Dort, Jaden Ivey, Dyson Daniels, Jaden McDaniels, who did not make the February list. I actually would have put him on if he didn't punch a wall during the biggest game of their season. I, I don't know. I, just, I thought I would dig him on that one. It's a bummer. Devin Vassell, Caleb Martin. Sure. Making like $7 million a year and just proved that he could play in a playoff series. And Nikola Vucevic, who's a free agent. Off the list. Guys, we knocked off the list. Gobert, CP3, Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, Jeremy Grant, Chris Middleton, Julius Randle, Jared Allen, Anthony Simons. What? James Harden, Jabari Smith, Marcus Smart. Any I'm, of those make you mad? I'm not mad. I'm just confused. Why is the Anthony Simons off the list? He did, didn't make the list. Um, and Kuzma. I didn't, I didn't like the second half of his season. I'm surprised by Kuzma as well. Well, you, He's a you, free agent. He's about to be overpaid. What's his trade value? Okay, that's fine. Also, I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie kind of stuck a, it to him. There's a, I thought Kuz pushed back pretty good he on, did, on uh, Dinwiddie. I mean, you know, Din Shitty is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, Anthony Simons, I still wonder about in, in the sense that uh, his season went the way that, that Portland season went, which was the not with Dame's, you know, point of view, which is like we've seen this a few times out of Portland. So, dude, can we really stick it to to Simon? So he's still young. He's so young. 
twenty five million a year. I it was That's basically a pretty him, good price. Him or Jalen Green for that one spot, the King of Houston, Jalen Green, <laughs> and uh, and I just like Jalen Green's two years in the league rookie contract. Okay, he's I a little cheap. bit younger and a little bit cheaper. All right. If Portland offers Anthony Simons to Jalen Green for Houston for Jalen Green, does Houston say yes? I don't think they do. I don't think so. But why would they? That they don't. Yeah, that doesn't help they? them any. All right, so top sixty five. First category. Buyer's remorse. <laughs> this has number 65, Tyler Hero, Bradley Beal. Zach, to, these are all guys you tried to give me. Zach Levine and Kawhi Leonard. I want to say something about Would Kawhi. Would you take Kawhi Leonard for Bradley Beal right now? I think Kawhi might have to go on the dishonorable mention list. Oh, I like this. I really think it, it might be time. Like how many more seasons? Well, he got legitimately hurt this last he time. Tr- he tried to a certain extent, but like... There just seems to be always with this guy a communication piece that's missing. Why do we keep hearing these stories out of L.A. about we're not sure what his status is? We're not sure. Or, or stuff like he's thing, completely ruined the culture with our organization and stuff. You mean I, little I, stuff I, like that? That's That feels like a rumor. I don't know one way that's or the other. not a rumor. Uh, I, I think it might be time because he kind of single-handedly sabotaged the the Clippers. I mean, he did kind of hold them hostage. He did kind of insist that they acquire another guy who's oft injured, who who had a catastrophic injury in the form of Paul George. And they kind of did trade SGA, who's kind of a first-team all-NBA guy (laughs) for the purpose of of bringing Paul George on board. Like, I was trying to think, like, imagine... that team is fucked. Ucked. Yeah, two hundred and nine million dollar payroll guaranteed. No way to get out of it. I'm I'd much rather be a Wizards fan than a Clippers fan. How about that? Well, I'm sure the Clippers called you about Bradley Beal. Let me try to let me try to see if I can throw a Clippers Bradley Beal trade at you. That's actually a team because they have a lot of like dead pieces for you. How about I will give you? Oh. Marcus Morris's expiring contract? No, I've had enough. I don't want any Morris's. I've had enough. Robert Covington? They could just give you like three bad contracts. Are they all expiring? Yeah. Okay. And Nick Batum? They don't even have to come. Nick Batum, I like. I like, I I, I stand for Batum. They could just give you those three, the Morris Covington Batum poo poo platter for Beal. And you could be like, that's fine. Let's get out of this. I think you'd be better than that. Um, The quiet thing would be like if Rosillo. I'm trying to think like in, in normal life, like Rosillo's doing my pods on Sundays from February to July. Yeah. And he just like didn't show up for like half of them. And then Kyle, I'd be like, Kyle, did you talk to Rosillo? He's like, I didn't. He, w- he wouldn't return my emails or texts. So is he going to show up today? I don't know. And then it's like, all right, well, we better have somebody on standby in case he doesn't play tonight. Well, and, and then, and and then on top like of right that, before the pod, he shows up like, I'm ready to do the pod. With the added flavor, though, like you were already making accommodations for him. Like you can, Rosillo is only available right. on on Sundays between right. 625. He can only, he can only and, do the podcast at, at yeah. 640. And you have to send him, you know, it's like a rider. He needs a bowl of green M&M's <laughs> and, and five hot coffees. Right. Not four, not six, five. And they bet at a certain temperature. So you're already accommodating him. And I then could do it for a year, but year five, I'd be like, eh, I'm <laughs> good on. with this. Yeah. Um, I think the Clippers are good. 
think they're good with this. I to me, what do you mean good? I think they're fucking tired of the Kawhi roller coaster and just not knowing stuff. Uh, I and agree. Just being in the dark. So, so we agree. But they're stuck. He's still under contract. You're going to trade Bradley Beal to them. <laughs> then you can have Kawhi. For what? Kawhi can load manage his way to the number two pick in the draft next year. I'm putting him. He's he. I bring I. I take Kyrie down and put him on the list and I push Kawhi Leonard onto dishonorable mention. Zach Levine for Kawhi Leonard. I have them right next to each other in wow. trade value. Kawhi to Chicago. Doesn't like cold weather. Who's the best coach that Zach Levine's played for? Because Billy Donovan's not a chump. Is there a coach is there a coach fit for Zach Billy Levine Donovan's in this NBA? Pretty good coach. I agree. I said he's not a chump. I, I you know I how many seasons good. Zach Levine's been in the NBA? A lot. Nine. Yeah. How lot. many playoff games he's played? Take guess. Ooh. It's not very many. Ten? Four. Pretty that, tough. That's not a good number. Not great. Uh, next group is quality starters. From 61 to 54, Keegan Murray, R.J. Barrett, DeMar DeRozan, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Derek White, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray. Now, here's why Derek White's in there. Basically, it's the Marcus Smart spot. Great contract, seventeen point six next year, eighteen point eight the year after. It's a great contract. Um, really, all mo- everything he does is additive. Good teammate, and the whole point of the trade value is it's not just it's not a player list. We're not ranking this from sixty to one. You have to factor in age, salaries. Is your contract expiring? Do I have you under contract for a long time? Can and- I trust you in the playoffs? So, like, the next two guys are Derek White, then Trey Young, then DeJounte Murray. And the Hawks would not trade Trey Young for Derek White. Definitely not. But yet, I would argue Derek White at 40% of the price of Trey Young in the second apron era we're about to enter. Yep. I would rather have Derek White. But I know he has less trade value. The next category is the upside gang, which features three new guys from 53 to 46. Hold your thoughts. <laughs> Jalen Green, Shaden Sharp, Tyrese Maxey, Scotty Barnes, Austin Reeves, Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, and Cade Cunningham. Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson, not in the league yet. You're squinting at Austin Reeves at number 49. I, I really am not. He has skills that I understand that translate well for teams that want to have success in the NBA playoffs. Which is what we care about, you and I. And he gets to the free throw line. To I, me, he's six foot five Jeff Hornacek, and he'll be in lots of playoffs as long as you put he can be the third guy on a really good team. Why Jalen Green is the one that confuses me. The King of Houston? The King of Houston is confusing me. The the reason we're joking about King of Houston is he was on Paul George's podcast and Paul George asked him about the James Harden rumors, and Paul George says, You're the King of Houston. <laughs> I was like, Wow. <laughs> the player podcasts are a godsend. They, Please, from a comedy standpoint, keep, definitely keep, keep coming, guys. Um, Everybody who wants one, I just, just think, do it. I think he's so talented, and we have not seen him Man. with a, a good supporting cast situation, Man. a good coaching situation. We've seen. Man. Okay, I'm just not. I, I just right. want to see him with Adoka. Can I see him with Ime Adoka for three months? I think you're be, okay. That's fine. That's a Can fair. Can I see him with a, a coach that's going to hold him accountable and yell at him when he doesn't play defense and yell at him when he takes dumb twenty eight footers? I, I want to see it. I want my position to be clear. I don't think he belongs on this list. I think he should be an honorable mention player. I don't think he's a top 65 player in terms of trade oh. value in any okay. way, shape, or form. Um, 
And so I'm I'm on record with that. I understand the point you're making. You know what makes me mad is I felt the same way, but I didn't want to take him off because then it'd be like, you hate Jalen Green. It's like, <sighs> you already had him on the pod. You made up to him. I know, but it, like. And and, and are, there, are Houston people really still? Like, would you rather have Jaden McDaniels or Jalen Green? Jaden McDaniels, of course. He, yeah, he's, that, he's, that's, I blew it. I should have put Jaden McDaniels in the in that playoffs, and, and he's a crucial element. He like, punched a wilder in the biggest game of their year. God, why did he do it? I think I'd rather, eh, I probably blew that one. Oh, well. Um, the Reeves thing, though, I really think. I have no problem with it at all. I really feel like if they had run more of the offense through him in that Denver series, that they would not have gotten swept. It was one of those things where, you know, LeBron, who I still think is the smartest guy in the league, but they had a real advantage with Reeves. Like he was getting in the paint, he was creating stuff. And it felt like as, especially when they fell down to nothing, LeBron was like, I gotta, I gotta do everything now. You know, that it's all on my shoulders. And I was like, I don't know if that was true. I actually think Reeves could have, I was shocked by how easily he was creating shots for himself and others. He was a real problem for Denver. Anyway, Kate Cunningham. What's the early reports on how his recovery is going? You could have told me he should have been in the low 30s. Sure. You could have told me he should have been honorable mention. I don't even know what to think. We haven't seen him in a year. Yep. Next group. Uh, actually, let's take a break. This episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I understand that some things you just want to keep private. Maybe it's something you don't want anyone to know, or maybe you think it's something minor, so why bother? But if you keep everything bottled up, if you let those emotions sit there and fester, it could be really, really bad for you. Sometimes it depends on what kind of family you're from. Like my dad's family is one of those. They bottle everything up, bottle everything up, and then they all just get mad at each other. Listen, talking things through is more helpful than you think. If you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend some therapy. Think about the things you can get out of therapy. First of all, a sounding board. You can learn better coping skills. You can learn how to set some boundaries, maybe how to empower yourself a little better day to day. And if you want to give therapy a try, well, I have an answer. BetterHelp, a convenient and flexible way since it's entirely online right now. It's easy to get started too. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can get it off your chest. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com slash Bill Simmons today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bill Simmons. All right, come back. Trade value, top 45. This next group is five guys. It is called Sorry, He's Worth More to Us Than to You. OJ Ananobi, Brandon Ingram, 
New addition, Aaron Gordon, <laughs> Desmond Bain, and DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, Aaron Gordon at number 43, 21.2 million next year, 22.8 the year after, and player option the year after that. Phenomenal. I think he, I'm I'm okay. We're let, this is the only time really that he's going to make the list. Like he, yeah, come in, on. in November he's probably out. But this is for just now, us celebrating the contribution well, he made to a team that won the NBA. Title. He's also worth more to them than he would be to any other team. Like that. He, like yes. if Toronto's like, we'll give you OG and an OB for Denver to for Gordon. Denver's not going to be like, oh cool. And the contract is really good. Contract's those numbers good. are really good. Twenty one million, twenty three million. Those are good numbers. Sabonis dropped about. 10, 12 spots because of the playoffs, unfair. but he was hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's the right spot for him. But uh, next group has seven people in it and it is called, if you tell Woj, I'll deny it to the death, but I'm listening. No, no, no. Number 40, LeBron no! James. I say no to you. I've already made my impassioned case for LeBron always in, in, in like a top 15 to top 20 position. I don't feel He's, like repeating you're it. You're 21 it next year. It doesn't matter. Makes $46 million. It doesn't matter. Who's trading for him? It, he, he he still is such uh, uh, an unconquerable force. Okay, I'll give you the next six guys, and you tell me which one of them is getting traded straight up for LeBron James. Well, how about, I mean, definitely. Paul George? I would, I mean, no chance I want Paul George instead of LeBron. No way. Under what circumstance? You for what th- reason? You think the Clippers would Paul- want to trade Paul George for LeBron James? I, I, I'm just saying the 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 I don't think that at all. I really don't. But I just am not in the position. I know this isn't rankings. It's just slanderous to have LeBron there. That's all. They made the Western Conference Finals, and while his he's foot one injury, year and who knows where he goes next year, even for one year, and he's in year twenty one. Nobody's ever been successful past year 20 in the NBA. We're, we're already like in in the nobody has ever territory with zone. LeBron. Yes. After the first half that he had in game four against the Nuggets, was that a, a top 40 uh, uh, performance in the, in, the, in the league? In the Western Conference Finals against the team that won the NBA title, he, he, he created the opportunity for his team, the best chance for them to win. He was like seven for 30 in the fourth quarters. He was worse than that, I think, from three. Drew Holiday, number 38. Towns, 37. LaMelo, 36. Siakam, 35. And then Jalen Brown at 34 dropped like at least 10 spots. Um, I don't know if Towns is too high or too low. I don't know the answer to that either. He makes... Just a crazy amount of money. We I mean, also, his contract is like absolutely makes you throw up in your mouth. It's an impossible situation to get a read on that Minnesota team because Chris Finch, I, would, was he an active participant in in trying to get Rudy Gobert there? Was he on board with, with management? How about Tim Connolly? Like he built a lot of that Nuggets team, at least like the foundation of the top three guys, plus he drafted Porter. And then he goes to Minnesota. He makes the worst trade of the last 15 years. Some people are like, congrats to him on the Nuggets. But meanwhile, he's like just in a fucking eight millimeter Nicholas Cage, Jane Gandolfini <laughs> fucking snuff film. I, I have to push back to tiny, teeniest, tiniest bit on the worst trade of the last 15 years because 
Travis Schlenk, who's now in Washington, D.C. And I don't know if he golfs or not. I'd like to take him out. So he could explain to me why he traded um, the rights to Luka Doncic for Trey Young, which is the worst trade of the last 15 years. I think he got Cam Reddish out of it. <laughs> I think the Gobert trade is worse than the Luka trade. What? That Gobert trade is staggering. And now the Kawhi trade, which was defensible, is probably the after-the-fact second-guessing worst trade. When you have Shea and 100 draft picks. It's pretty tough. Pretty tough. Like Shea and Jalen Williams plus all this other stuff. Man. It was that's a gamble. All right. Next group was uh too young, too cheap, too good. Please stop calling us. Chet Holmgren, 33, Lori Marketing, 32, Walker Kessler, Franz Wagner, and my fucking dude, Jalen Williams at number 29. And I thought about even putting him a little higher. <laughs> I bet you did. I absolutely love that guy. Um, I can't have Chet here. Chet. Chet can't So that was my question. Is no he too chance. high? He's way too high. Yeah. He needs to, at, at the very best, he's up with Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. You know what I mean? He hasn't played a single game. <laughs> and who knows? He had a foot injury, the worst possible thing for a center. So you think he should be where Cade Cunningham is? Yeah. Yeah. Up in that or higher. Like you can't have Chet in that category. Why, why, why is he there? What possible value does he have around the league? I think. He would have could have played in February, and you they just, just said, sat him. Okay, but they were being careful. They should be careful. That's the, that's exactly the point. They need to be careful. Hmm. Yeah, he's too high. He's I too fucked high. that up. It's okay. Next category. Speaking of fuck that up. Oh boy. Group F: the incredibly touchable untouchables, <laughs> featuring two people: Zion Williamson at number twenty-eight. John Moran at number 27, wow. a precipitous fall for him. He fell 20 spots since I did the trade value. I did that trade value at the beginning of February and Jaws' whole career completely flipped shortly after. I admire you working out a way to put them both in group F because that's really where they belong. <laughs> My goodness. It's tough. It's but we agree Jaw has more trade value than Zion. Do we? The problem is Yes, because when you size up the two challenges associated with each player, it seems like Zion can work, but there might there might be five teams. And it seems like Jaws issue, if it can be solved, he can play really anywhere because it's not a function of his talent or his commitment yeah. or his ability to, to, to be a successful he basketball player. We just player. need an older, wiser John Morant. So, yeah, we I need- used the Marbury example like 10 days ago, and I thought that was a fair one because Marbury was one of those guys, super talented, couldn't stay out of his own way for a few years there. And then all of a sudden it was like he's on the 09 Celtics. Yeah. And it was like, Jesus, it's he's not late. even like 31 yet. Yeah. So I, I hope that's not what happens with Ja, but we'll see. I don't think... I mean, the Zion, if you're Charlotte in New Orleans, is like, you know what? We'll give you Zion for number two right now. You'd at least have a long meeting about it. I mean, I think so. Because then you could think, all right, if we can get Zion's head straight, we get LaMelo and Zion. We're that's, at least like... That's pretty good. at least winning Twitter. <laughs> And, 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 you know, Bridges has already served his suspension. He's eligible to play in the NBA game one next year. They should just take Scoot. Miles Bridges is eligible to play. And, and you recall Miles Bridges was having a pretty goddamn good season. Would you trade LaMelo for Zion? No. No, I would if not. If you're who? Um, Charlotte. We'll have LaMelo at 36 and Zion at 28. 
I think. I mean, just remember, there was a couple times in the last five years when Zion looked like one of the three best offensive players in the entire league. He he looked absolutely devastating. It's really hard to shake that considering he's 23. Next category, Group E. Let me save you some time. Fuck no. 26, Dame Lillard, then going down. Mikael Bridges, big jump for him. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Gardland, Josh Giddy, Jalen Brunson, Anthony Davis at 20, and De'Aaron Fox at 19. I had a lot of trouble with Mitchell, Garland, and Giddy. Yeah. As it compared to Dame. So I went in order, like Portland, Cleveland. Cleveland says no faster, Donovan, and versus Dame. Garland, Dame. I just, I just value Garland more. I'm gonna die on the Garland Hill. I, I, I fucking think, love that guy. I think you are. He's still so crazy young. He's so young. If you're Cleveland, would you trade Garland yes. for Dame? You yes. would in a heartbeat. So you put Dame and in Mitchell together in a heartbeat. They, they, another seasoned veteran with genuine playoff chops who can ar- arrive and and you know Donovan Mitchell his his playoff. Uh, Acumen was compromised a little bit by the youth surrounding him. Part of that youth was Darius Garland. I think Donovan Mitchell gets a bump. Yeah, but Dame I would argue. There. I would argue Mitchell had the ball too much, and their one of their problems that Knicks series was not having enough Darius Garland. I, I, I well, a good, good. Uh, so Garland thing is, they could have done was also rebound the ball. Yeah, th- to me that was like Jared Allen who got knocked off the list. That was an indictment of Jared Allen that series. And Evan Mobley. Yeah, and Evan Mobley not being ready yet. Yes. Garland is 33.5 million next year. It's a 5-year deal for 194 million dollars, which is about 100 million less than Dame. Um Josh Giddy at 22, I had him above Dame and Mitchell and Garland. You super, agree with that? Super hard to to um Get my arms around it. We haven't seen him in in what really amounts to is a, is a true playoff kind of situation. Now they did make that push to the to the ten spot in in the play in, um, and they were really super fun to watch. They played um, a great brand of basketball um, for you know the last two and a half months of the season. Their offensive rating was terrific. Um, Can I give you? They some- really they really gelled well. Do you have some numbers? 20 years old. Yeah. Turns man. 21 on October 20th. Gosh. 20 years old. Yeah. Last season, basically 17, 8, and 6. Mm-hmm. And played. He fucking played 76 games. Yeah. It's durable. Yeah. I love that guy. I told this story before, but that when I went to that LeBron scoring record game, I was watching him and Shea and those guys, how they were handling that kind of break. Yeah. And those guys were just pacing because they wanted to go out and beat the Lakers' ass. I love that guy. Like that, to me, that is a guy who could have been in the playoff series we just watched. They would have left him open. They would have made him keep shooting. Nobody would have guarded him. He doesn't have an outside shot yet, but he's going to have one. He's too good of an athlete. He's never not going to have an outside shot. The 20-year-old thing is is what makes it. Brunson, 21. Um, I think that's the right. Great contract. Got Took a team to the second round. Still pretty young. Um, the most popular Knicks since... I would say Bernard. Or it's I'm sorry, amazing. maybe Ewing, Spreewell, that little Spreewell run. I'm trying amazing. to think of other guys who were in that class. Some would say Carmelo, but I felt like they were talking. The Carmelo was like a second wife somebody was trying to talk themselves into the whole time he was there. I never felt like it was 100% Carmelo. 
It's our fucking dude. I agree. It was, they loved him that they, one they playoff series. They liked him. The 60-point game. Sure. Was, was They loved him. I think now that the years have passed, it's like, man, Carmelo, we fucking love that guy. It's like, eh, it's kind of there for it. Anyway. Love, I don't know if love is the word I would use. Jalen Brunson, beloved. 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 What he did last year, more beloved than anything I saw from Carmelo. True story. Four groups left. Budding franchise guys, 18 to 14. Palo, Halliburton, Mobley. Bam out of bio, climbing up to 15. Mm. Triple J. Wait, you think Bam's too high or too low? I'm fine with Bam because I really feel like this next season is going to be a breakout. And this is the thing. I think Miami is like... He's still fact, like weirdly young. Do you know there was an incredible future for Miami to win the NBA championship? I heard you we talking about, about this on, on, uh, on Gambling Show. On the East Coast Bias. I couldn't believe it. I can't believe that that number. It was crazy dis- disrespectful. I'm going to look at to up Miami. Right now. Um, the one that I'm I made the noise about is Tyrese Halliburton. For what? Can he play? He has to play. The Pacers were great when he played, and they were terrible when he didn't play. He so he needs to play. Miami's eighteen to one for the title. Is that where they are? They were in the, like the. I can't remember. Do you what think the he drove was. the line on East Coast bias? We might have. We 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 were plus seven hundred for the East. We were kind of stunned by whatever the number was. Yeah, maybe they fucked it up. Um, I feel like it was in the twenties. I'm in on Halliburton. They just sat him because they were trying to lose near the end of the year. Though Daryl not taking Halliburton for Simmons. I don't know. I would say it was the biggest mistake of his career, but he did make that Russell Westbrook Chris Paul trade. It's very disrespectful to Daryl. I'm just under the circumstances. I have to call it like I say it sometimes. Ben Simmons made what? How many all NBA teams? I just value Halliburton. And how many all defense teams? They could have gotten Halliburton and Harrison Barnes. You you value him. How many all NBA teams, all defense teams has Tyrese Halliburton made? It's like 23. I just think that's the kind of guy I want to put next to Embiid. I felt that way at the time. I said it in the moment. I, th- I think he's too high. Okay. So you'd put him where Fox is. Fox has made an all-NBA team. He's, Halburn's on a rookie contract. I understand that point, but that's not sustainable. Halburn was second-team all-NBA for most of the season last year. Just, just he didn't end up there. Well, because they stopped playing him. Last three groups. Group C, only if they made us do it. 13, Jimmy Butler. 12, Jamal Murray. 11, Joel Embiid. 10, Kevin Durant. You think Durant's too high? I think he did get traded for Bridges and four firsts and a pick swap and Cam Johnson. That was a grotesque overpay. It was. By a a situation that was looking to cleanse itself and make uh, a splash. He hasn't done shit since he left Golden State. He hasn't played. He almost beat Milwaukee by himself. He got swept in the first round of the playoffs almost with beat his Milwaukee. chosen guy. Come on, he had a heroic Milwaukee series. That was great. Okay. That's one series that you can point yeah, to. That was a couple. I don't have him higher than LeBron. All right, now. Why, would, why is he higher than LeBron? Your medication's wearing off. Because he's 34. He's Kevin Durant's awesome. Him and Booker had 86 points in a playoff game against Denver. I want to side like by a side. A month ago. I want to side by side how many games Kevin Durant's played and how many games LeBron, LeBron has played. Not, LeBron hasn't played, I think, 60 games in a season in like six years. And five ha- years. And now do Kevin Durant. 
it's preposterous. The, what's preposterous is the, that range. This is a good bit. It's not a bit. I need to see him go do something. Are you okay with Jamal Murray? He turned 12? his ankle and was out for two weeks in the run-up to the playoffs. Did, did have a couple injuries. In a warm-up. I just... I'm basing it off the trade they just made for him. That was an absurd trade that you can't say Jimmy but Butler would have it's gotten. It's literally all an irrational stuff. trade. By that logic, you need to have Rudy Gobert right, right, right <laughs> next to fair. him. It's That's good, literally good the case. Counter. He should be number nine. Are you okay with Butler at 13? 33 years old makes a shitload of money. I love him so much. He's Jimmy Buckets. He's him. He's everybody. He's 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 a, everything that you want out of that dude. It's just, it's a respectful place for him to be among those guys. And we're not, it's not a ranking. Um, and the guys that are ahead of him, it's not, you know, it's just because they're younger and their situations are different. That's all. I all put, respect to Jimmy Butler. I have Murray 12 because it's almost a ranking tied to Jokic. Because Denver knows, like, we have these two guys. This is the best combination anyone has. And we're never splitting this. Here's up. my argument. Should it, it be higher? You absolutely positively cannot, under any circumstance, have Joel Embiid ahead of Jimmy Butler. You cannot. Not after what we just saw. And Mike Lombardi made one of the very best impassioned cases for his concerns around Joel Embiid. When is the first time in Joel Embiid's career somebody's going to hold him accountable and he's going to show up and be? the best player in a playoff series consistently from the beginning of that playoff series to the end of that playoff series. It was a bad look for the league MVP to not show up in two games in a, in a seven game series, a bad look. And I know he was hurt and I know he was out of shape, but that is a repeating phenomenon with this dude. So I cannot have Joel Embiid ahead of that guy, Jimmy Butler. All he does is take teams with bits and pieces to the conference finals, the Eastern Conference finals, two finals appearances in the last four years, I won't tolerate it. Jimmy Butler needs to be ahead of Joel Embiid. Please. Uh, it's, a it's a request. It's a request. That was a really good case. Thank you. Were you okay with Evan Mobley being 16? And notice how I put it behind Jaron Jackson because of that text Verno sent us in, <laughs> in January. <laughs> It's fine. I don't. I really don't have a problem well, with Verno it. Verno won't get mad at us now. I don't think that we're over... Verno might move from Memphis. That's what I was hearing. Verno is not moving from Memphis. What I heard is he might move. That's... Uh, I'm not... I, I, heard he, I heard Verno's... It's time for him to get out of Memphis. This I'm not job tolerating thing, this. He doesn't... His son has all these job ranchers and he just needs to get out and get a fresh start. That was what I was hearing. Chris Vernon is beloved in Memphis. I went down there and witnessed with my own two eyes. Chris Vernon might be the most popular person in Memphis now that after John's last four months. Drippy, Verno one, and Jared Jackson two. Triple J's We love you, Verno. I'm just kidding. Triple J's pretty popular. Second to last group, the Untouchables, group B. Three people. Anthony Edwards, nine. Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, eight. Devin Booker, seven. Only thing I had with Devin Booker was whether he should have been nudged to group A. The wow. completely and utterly untouchable group, and I decided no. Here's I'm I'm surprised to hear you say that. How, why is he better than Jamal Murray? Who does he make better? I mean, Devin Booker's probably better than Jamal Murray. 
I think it's, there's a, like, now that we saw Jamal Murray again in the playoffs and, and being reminded of... If you put of, Devin Booker with, with Joker, I'm pretty sure he'd do pretty well. It would be great. Yeah. He'd the, be legitimately great. And, you know, he his ability to go to the hole, his, I, I'm sure he averages more free throws than Jamal. And Jamal, for the purposes of this most recent regular season, really couldn't play. I mean, he played himself back into yeah, being Jamal Murray. And then we got to see Jamal Murray again in the playoffs. Um, I love that guy. Yeah. So here's my Anthony Edwards question. Do you see a world where he's a group A guy at any point in the next three years? Yes. Okay, me too. Group A, last one, completely utterly untouchable. Six to one, Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, Victor Wembanyama, who's not even the league yet, Luka Doncic, Giannis, and our doughy Serbian king, Nikola Jokic. At number one. Uh, Wemby, are you okay with that spot for him? Number four? Um, the only thing that I would say about this group is that Luca should not be three. He should be six. He needs to be wow, behind everybody you else. you really ding Luca. Jesus. Remember, at, we, we, this, we, we had this, this wonderful time. And there was kind of circularity to this. We were together before the playoffs started as a regular season was was ending. Oh, the dude in perfect April, guy. And yeah. we were sitting with, the, with exactly right down at the Masters. Had a wonderful chat with the Dude Perfect crew. We should get that picture and, and post it. Yeah, so we everybody should. can see. We we we're, we're friends with Dude Perfect now. But the dude from the dude uh, from Dallas, Dallas made it a pretty good case for trading Luca. Kind of now, like looking for the very best value to go grab uh, so, some some the best assets, the best deal you, you can make. But because you're what you're looking at instead is like another year of this weird drama. And you're losing his rookie contract. Uh, I mean, the uh, extension, and what you know, what 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 comes next with him? How are you going to make him happy? And he's so ball dominant, and without a guard like Jalen Brunson, who's he going to be? Um, it was a pretty good case, and 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 now I believe that that he might make sense as a trade asset. So Luca for Palo and number six. No, I'm kidding. I just <laughs> making sure Sarudi's listening. Um, all right. Wembenyama, you're good at number four for him? Fine. Yeah. Nobody's trading anything for for, for Wembenyama. I wonder, will he, that be the lowest Wembenyama ranks on the trade value list for the next 15 years? It's, it's very possible. Super. Like, remember when he was number four? It's a great call. I love it. And then he averaged 38 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 blocks a game for an entire season and, <laughs> oh. and went 16-0 and 0 in the playoffs. Oh, I thought we were going the other direction. That, oh, that this will be the highest that he's ever had? Yeah, that he gets to San Antonio and it's not in a big enough city. The lights aren't bright enough for him and he ends up on dishonorable mention. I think he's got it. Yeah. I've been look I've been watching some interviews and clips of him. Like yep. he's fucking cool. Yeah, great. He might be like the coolest French person since uh since Noah. You're that's you're kind of making my case though. What if San Antonio isn't a big enough town for him? He loves San Antonio yeah, though. It'd yeah. be like you playing for Washington. It would be great. All right, take a break and then House is gonna recap the US Open for us. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Honey Stinger. This is a show about sports and culture opinions. But right now I want to talk sports facts, the data, the stats. Honey Stinger, sports nutrition, trusted by more than 1,500 pro and college teams. That's right, 1,500. That's all 32 pro football teams. That's 39 pro basketball teams, 29 pro baseball teams, and more that prepare, perform, and recover 
with the delicious taste of Honey Stinger's energy waffles, chews, gels, and bars. Honey Stinger is the one team's trust. Use code Simmons for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. That is S-I-M-M-O-N-S for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. This episode is brought to you by Burger King, which has the greatest commercial song I think I've ever heard. The ultimate hunger hack has arrived, my friends. BK's Royal Crispy Wraps. Choose from four bold flavors, classic, spicy, honey mustard, and the new, drumroll please, fiery buffalo. Oh yeah, I'm getting that one. They're only, only just $2.99 each because at BK, have it your way, you roll. Try Royal Crispy Wraps at Burger King, $2.99 each. Price and participation vary, U.S. only. All right, so we mentioned the U.S. Open is at LACC here in Los Angeles. Joe House has been to the last two Masters. He's been to the last two U.S. Opens. Last year was at Brooklyn, Massachusetts. It seems so long ago. Coming off a tough Celtics Warriors loss, but feeling like the Celtics were headed to this great place. I had a coach, some cap space. It's great times. Great memories, House. Um, now U.S. Open today, course played a little easy. And Ricky Fowler laid some smoke. The Americans in general laid some smoke, which is somewhat unusual, right? To have that many Americans. I, at one point in the leaderboard, it's like eight to 10, like an hour and a half ago, or just, it was just American flags next to each guy. But what did you notice walking around? What was your big takeaway? So in the buildup to this uh, event and it's a remarkable golf course, a remarkable piece of property, a uh, designed by an architect who's like, you know, revered. And it is a, a very much unlike other places that the U.S. Open has been competed. Um, it, it has a certain character that you don't see typically in U.S. Opens. Um, you can see like downtown L.A. in different parts, right? Yeah, see the buildings, yeah. And some office buildings. The L.A. Canyon, that that canyon life, that canyon kind of terrain is not like your typical, maybe it's a tiny bit like Pinehurst in North Carolina yeah. where there's sand and there's scrub and there's rough and there's, you know, and the grasses are different. They have a different texture, but no professional tournament has been competed at this venue since 1940. So you can't really forecast how the professionals are going to play. And a ton of guys were practicing like in the run up to this U.S. Open well in advance of kind of the typical practice schedule and then on site Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the golf course had tons of guys on it because they wanted to, the, the reputation for this golf course is that it, it really requires strategic thinking, cerebral, because the ball is going to behave in unpredictable ways. Everything we are not a golf course. <laughs> we are not capable of meeting any of those challenges. You're right about that. But um, one of the things that we that we observed and that we were looking at is the combination of you know the most rain that Los Angeles has expired in uh, experienced in over a decade, maybe yeah. longer than that, combined with the June gloom, the marine layer kind of of thing, had the the double effect of um, kind of creating a softer golf course than what the character of this golf course might otherwise be. And a, just a flaccid week. golf course. <laughs> I love it when you when when you talk dicky to me. <laughs> yes, yes. The golf uh, course was flaccid. Well, 
And, Get this and golf course some, some Viagra. We we were walking the, the grounds, literally feeling the grass under our feet. And there is, there's humidity in the air mm. here. Yeah, that and, June is fucking weird here. Mid-June yeah. is very strange. So it led to the possibility. We said this on, on our, our preview pod last night, Nathan Hubbard and I, that there could be some low scores because of how soft. We were very lucky. We got to walk inside the ropes with Joel Damon, who yeah. was the, the, the greatest dude ever. Uh, and we walked nine holes with him and we watched him hit and we watched him and, and his caddy Gino B, uh, talk through strategy and stuff. But we're like, you know what? It's some guys might score out here. And we thought if the weather was, was like it was today, similar to yesterday, the sun never came out. It never really baked anything out. And the, and the USGA has to, because it's 156 guys playing in this U S open has to put pins in places that are kind of accessible because you cannot have guys out there grinding. The, yeah. the rounds already were averaging over five hours. To get in all of the rounds Thursday, all the rounds Friday, they have to let the guys have a chance to, to score a little bit. And it, So you think that's the case on Friday too then? Probably, possibly, possibly, probably. They can't really ramp up the golf course Um in, in, in the way that they can control it until the sun comes out and maybe there's some sun in the forecast tomorrow afternoon, we, we think, but uh, also until there's less guys on the golf course because the, the part of the charm of the place is tees and greens are very close to each other, but you can't have groups waiting to tee off because there's a group adjacent to them, very close to them, next to them, uh, you know, finishing up putting on the thing or playing the short game because the, the pin is in some impossible position. Yeah. So it, all that leads to accessible pins, soft golf course. These guys are are effing awesome. And so we had two guys shoot scores today that have never been shot in the history of the U.S. Open. Both Xander Shoffley and, and uh, Ricky Fowler shot uh, 62s, eight under par. What's They're, Ricky Fowler? What NBA player is Ricky Fowler? Oh, this is a great question. I think we've done this before. Because he's kind of like, he was fun like seven years ago. And and he's still immensely popular. And he um, has some wins under his belt. Uh, it might be Dame. Maybe a little Dame. Wow. I don't know. As, I, I don't mean I that as a offended not. some Portland golf fan who's like, what the fuck? Really? Dame's so much better than Ricky Fowler. Oh, I don't okay. know. Maybe. No, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I like they, it. Dame did get to a Western Conference Finals. Maybe he's Ricky Bradley Fowler, Beal. though. Ricky Fowler did have a year where he finished inside the top five of every major in one year. Oh, that's that's, Dame. A, that's pretty fucking good. Great one. Yeah. So the odds right now, Xander is the favorite as we head to Friday, plus 300. Rory's at plus 500. Your kryptonite. Ricky, not shot my kryptonite, my love. Well, your kryptonite because he takes money out of your wallet every tournament. <laughs> it's just an investment. I'm invested in Rory. Ricky Fowler somehow plus 650. Not somehow. He's eight under par. Well, I, I would have thought that would have been higher. He's minus eight right now. He's third best odds. <laughs> Scheffler plus 650. DJ's. It's so to good one. to see DJ back in the mix. So who, uh, you have any bets for us before we go? What My are you God. looking for tomorrow? Um, I think it's going to be very similar to today. Uh, they will put the pins probably in, in positions where there's a little more scoring defense, but I still think guys are going to score just fine. Um, and I think that if, as long as the weather behaves like this, they re it really isn't anything they can do um, because they have to get the guys around the golf course. They don't want guys playing on Saturday morning. My favorite bet on the board right this second to win the U.S. Open is Scotty Scheffler at uh, plus, plus 650 um, out of all these guys. 
He putted incredibly well oh, today. He fixed the putting thing. Well, I don't. We fixed. I don't know. We'll see. And we'll, uh, all the reports and interviews and everything. Thursday, I mean, Scotty fixing. It's his best putting performance uh, uh, in in like you know two months. Okay. And, and so if he, if he if he has a comfort with that, his 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 tee to green game is so incredible. Otherwise, that he I, I like this. Um, when when you look at the guys that he has to jump over, um, I feel like it's conquerable. Want to give us one dark horse? Let's let's go further down the board. Let's go to let's go to the uh, our guy Vic Hovland is thirty five to one. Beefy Bryson twenty five to one. Beefy Bryson five back. Beefy Bryson is, is interesting because there was some skepticism about his ability to to play well at this venue because of the he has a reputation of like just trying to hit it anywhere. And Nate said on your pot he was looking looking huge. Yeah, we got very close to him. We were down on the practice range yesterday, uh, enjoying um, you know watching the guys grind in the afternoon. He's a monster, and he's still. I mean, he really slimmed down. He's not carrying the same weight that he carried when he bulked up to be one of the yeah. great longer hitters in the game, but he's still big. He still swings with speed. All, all the training that he went through, but he also has, and he showed it at um, Oak Hill at the PGA Championship, and a, a, a real acumen with approach. And and there was some skepticism about whether or not he'd, he'd be hitting greens, you know, kind of in regulation. He, he he's, he's decent at it. So uh, Bryson's not a terrible bet there. Rom at 20 to 1 is pretty good. Because that's a guy who could definitely go right. out tomorrow. He shoots like a 61. He could. There's no two ways about it. He was super frustrated today. And that's the thing where you're saying, what's John Rahm? What kind of experience is he going to have at this golf course? He's going to be pissed off. Well, is pissed off John Rahm the guy that can win? Probably not. But what if he goes home, has a nice Merlot tonight? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if Jose Andres is here. You get a nice paella, uh, you know, at, at one of the Jose Andres restaurants. And then just calm, get himself into his end zone and go shoot 61. And then then it's game on. Did you like this golf course more than Brookline last year? Very much so. I might be, part of it is is me confessing a bias. I love the Brookline course. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, you know, grew up right near there. The whole thing. thing. Like I know what actually is an actual course. It was, it's not like amazing East coast golf courses. I, I know what they look like. I know what they feel like. This feels exotic to me. Like I don't get to walk around the LA canyons very often. You know what I mean? And it's like, you're down and up. It has a, here's the thing. It's a harder walk than Augusta. And you and I have walked Augusta. Yeah. It's like got all of this crazy. Now you walk, it, it's more um, sort of graduated. It's 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 not as uh, you know dramatic. Giant ski slope kind of swoops the way that that um, Augusta is. Augusta is a bowl, so when you walk down into the bowl and then walk back up, it feels dramatic. But this place has your 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 down 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 like tremendous elevation variation across it. I really enjoy it so much. Well, we might be there tomorrow. Fingers crossed. It's very possible. Let's do this. Um, house, great to have you in town. Thank you. Good to see you. Were you happy with the with the, you were happy with the last succession episode, right? For the most part, it's fine. What's your show now? I don't know. You tell me. I'm here in Los Angeles. I needed. I need a show. I watched the first season of Black Mirror. Oh, you know what my show is? And I haven't watched one second of it yet. The Idol. Oh, the. You know, I found somebody else who likes The Idol. Wesley Morris, two-time Pulitzer Prize winner. We might do. We might do the idol on the prestige next week. He gets it. Okay. People just come to the idol side. I'm I'm, I'm on the idol. <laughs> <laughs>
That's my show. <laughs> well, I told you, man. Yeah, yeah you did. That show, I, I just, the idol's misunderstood. That's my column. Um, all right, this podcast was produced by married guy, Kyle Creighton. I'm not even going to make him bleep it. What are you going to say? Oh, you. Kyle you, the married. He's got to bleep it now. <laughs> that was your wedding gift, Ted? Congratulations, Kyle. Steve Cerruti as well. County Dad of the Day is still the magic. Have two picks in the top 11. I will see you on this feed on Sunday with Rosillo. Enjoy the weekend. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342, Arizona. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 800-327-5050 or visit mahelpline.org slash problem gambling in Massachusetts. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 800-522-4700 Wyoming or 1800gambler.net in West Virginia.